Innalhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina min sayyati amalina Man yahdillahu falamudillalahu wa man yudlilu falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh وصفيه وخليله وخيرته من خلقه وأمينه على وحيه أرسله رب رحمة للعالمين وحجة على خلقه وعبادي أجمعين وأسأل الله أن يجعلنا من صالح أمته وأن يحشرنا يوم القيامة في زمرة ثم أما بعد أولا يا عباد الله أوسيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله First and foremost, a worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I exhort myself and yourself to observe the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to fear Him in open and in secret. For indeed those who possess this attribute and characteristic of a taqwa, they are the successful ones. May Allah azza wa jal make us from amongst Him. Ameen. Ayyuhal ikhwatu fillah, لحظات قليلة مع موضوع مهم في حياتنا لم يتنبه لو كثير من الناس. Servants of Allah, today we will discuss a very very important topic, a topic which plays a very very important role in our lives, which many many people are heedless of. It has been reported in the Hadith of Abu Hurairah. Reported in Sunan Al-Kubra by Bayhaqi That he said Annahu qal qal rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ta'isa abdul dinari Wa abdul dirhami Wa abdul khamisati Ta'isa wa antaqas Wa idha shika falantaqash Abu Hurairah Radiyallahu ta'ala anhu reported That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Richard is the worshipper of the dinar. Richard is the worshipper of the gold coin. Richard is the worshipper of the dinar. Richard is the worshipper of the silver coin. Richard is the worshipper of fine clothing. If he is given, he is pleased. And if he is not given, he is displeased. Maybe he, may he be wretched and miserable. And if he is pricked by a thorn, may it not be pulled out for him. Ibadullah, many people today and many of us are extremely wary and cautious when it comes to idol worship and when it comes to ascribing parts with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship. Whether this worship takes the form of idolatry, statues, or even a shaitan. Or some take cautious from being worshippers of their own selves. However, this person described by the Prophet ﷺ is the one who does not realize the value of wealth in his life. He is the one who does not put wealth in his proper perspective. And he gives it more value than his dedication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so his heart vies with himself with regards to overtaking him and the wealth becomes a means for him 
to be distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so you see this person estimating his wealth and counting his wealth and counting his profits and counting his losses. And his main aspiration in this dunya is to accumulate a lot of wealth or desiring it without proper justification. Meaning he sets out to earn wealth but he doesn't earn this wealth through the proper channels. And so this person, the Prophet ﷺ, described him as being Abdul Dinar wa Abdul Dirham, the worshipper of the gold coin and the worshipper of the silver coin. And so we find that there are many ahadith about Allah which highlight the condemnation of this world. That are making this dunya a highest aspiration and exhausting all of our efforts with regard to this dunya. Rather, we find that the ahadith and the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ guides us towards being abstemious from this dunya and not giving it much importance. Amongst his ahadith is the hadith of Sayyid al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu when he said that the Prophet ﷺ sat amongst us on the member and he said إِنَّ مِمَّا أَخَافُ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِي مَا يُفْتَحُ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ زُهْرَةِ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتِهَا That the Prophet ﷺ, he warned his companions and by extension, he warned this ummah and he said, one of the things that I fear for you after me is the pleasures and luxuries of this world that will be opened up for you after me and so we know that the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, they live lives of poverty and they were impoverished individuals but after the various futuhat after the various conquests which took place after the demise of the Prophet ﷺ, the dunya opened up for the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, and he warned them from this another hadith which shows us that we should not incline too much towards the dunya and we should be abstemious with regards to it is the hadith wherein the Prophet sallallahu said inna li kulli ummatin fitna wa fitnatu ummati al-mal that the Prophet said that each and every single nation each and every single ummah they have a fitna they have a trial they have a tribulation which they are afflicted with and the Prophet sallallahu said wa fitnatu ummati al-mal and the trial of my ummah, it will be wealth. Another hadith which shows us the nature of the dunya and how wealth can overtake an individual and take him away from the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this wealth can vie with the person with regards to his love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So much so that it overtakes this person. And it overtakes his aspirations for the year after is the hadith of Ka'b ibn Malik when he said مَا ذِئْبَانِ جَائِئَانِ أَرْسَلَ فِي غَنَمٍ بِأَفْسَدِ لَهَا مِنْ حَرَسِ الْمَرْئِ عَلَى الْمَالِ وَشَرَفُ الدِّينِ That Ka'b ibn Malik reported and he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said two hungry wolves sent in the midst of a flock of sheep are no more destructive to them than a man's greed for wealth and fame in his religion. That these two actions, 
they cause destruction to the person in his deen and in his honor. And so look at the analogy the Prophet sets forth. He sets forth the analogy of two hungry sheep. And this hungry sheep, they are set upon a flock of sheep. This hungry sheep, what will they do to this flock? They will consume this flock. The Prophet also makes an analogy with wealth and love of status in this dunya and it corrupts the person's deen and the person's dunya. Nonetheless, Ibadullah, we know that without wealth, we cannot survive in this dunya. And we need wealth to sustain ourselves and to sustain our families. And in many places in the Quran and in the Sunnah, the Prophet وسلم, and Allah Azza wa Jal has described wealth as being khair. Allah Azza wa Jal says in Surah Al-Baqarah, كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذَا حَضَرَ أَحَدُكُمُ الْمَوْتِ إِنْ تَرَكَ خَيْرًا الْوَصِيَّةِ That Allah Azza wa Jal exhorts us. And he says that if a person is close to death, he should leave behind a bequeath. And a bequeath can only be left behind if a person possesses wealth. And he has wealth to leave behind. And here we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he described wealth as being khair. Just like Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدٌ That indeed man, in his love of wealth, he is shadid. He has a severe love for wealth. But notice how Allah Azza wa Jal termed wealth as something which is khair. Just like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, نِعْمَ الْمَالِ الصَّالِحِ مَعَ الْمَرْءِ الصَّالِحِ The Prophet Sallallahu said, How wholesome and pure can wealth be? for an individual who is righteous. That the person who truly puts wealth in his true perspective, it is the person who has taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is that abd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is described as being salih. This person places wealth in his true perspective. And so what we learn from this ayat in a hadith is that wealth in and of itself, it is not sharp. Possessing wealth in and of itself is not something evil. And wealth is something which is good. But rather the evil comes about when the person utilizes the wealth with regards to evil. And so the question we might ask is how does wealth become khair? How does wealth become goodness? We look at the lives of the Salaf al-Salih. And they have many statements with regards to wealth. And how wealth is used with regards to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For Sa'id ibn Musayyib, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, La khayra fi man la yuridu jam al-mali min hillihi yakuffu bihi wajahu anin nas wa yasilu bihi rahimahu wa yu'ti haqqah. Sa'id ibn Musayyib said that there is no goodness in the one who does not gather wealth. There is no goodness in the one who does not gather wealth from its proper sources, from its proper channels, from a halal means. And by way of this wealth, he protects himself from belittlement. How is this? From asking people and asking for handouts. 
And by way of this wealth, Ibn Musayb says, وَيَصِدُ رَحِمَةً That he strengthens the bonds of kinship by way of this wealth. That he spends upon his family. First upon those whom it is wajib upon him to spend, such as his wife and his children, and his parents, and his family. And by way of this wealth, he gives the wealth the due which this wealth has over him. And this is the person who is salih, who recognizes the true reality of wealth. Just like Abu Ishaq as Sabi'i said, that they used to see that if a person was wealthy, that this would aid him with regards to his religion. How so? That the person will utilize this wealth in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the person who has wealth and the person who does not wealth cannot be equal. The person who has wealth has the chance of spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has the chance to dispense zakat. And so for the zakat that he dispenses, he is rewarded. And he spends in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is rewarded for this. And so having wealth, it is a means towards the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibadullah. So how does this wealth become khair? Firstly, to know its value. To know the value of wealth. For the one who recognizes the value of wealth and the status of wealth is the one who will not make this dunya his highest aspiration. Because Allah Azza wa Jal, He gives wealth to those from amongst His servants whom He loves and whom He does not love. And whom He does not love. But Allah Azza wa Jal only gives deen to His sincere servants. So the fact that Allah Azza wa Jal has conferred wealth upon us it is not a sign of Allah Azza wa Jal's preferring us over others. But rather this wealth, it can become a fitna. It can become a nikmah. It can become a trial. It can become a means of destruction for the person. Depending upon what he does with this wealth. And so the person who has this outlook, he has the wealth which Allah Azza wa Jal has bestowed upon him. He has it in his hand. But it does not enter his heart. It does not enter his heart. And so he is the one who dispenses this wealth in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second way this wealth becomes khair for us, it is to know that with wealth comes great responsibility and great accountability. That al-mal immalak aw alaik. That wealth which Allah Azza wa Jalla has given you. It is either in your favor or it is against you. For the Prophet وسلم, informed us in the hadith reported in Tirmidhi that he said alayhi salatu wasalam la tazulu qadma abdin yawma al-qiyamatih hatta yus'alu an arba'i khisalin that the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his feet will not move from the position of being questioned in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala up until he is asked about four matters. Firstly, an umri fi ma afna. He will, ask with, he will be asked with regards to his life and what he did with it. You'll be questioned with regards to this life that Allah Azza wa gave to you as a gift 
and you'll be questioned with regards to what you did with your life. Secondly, وَأَنْ شَبَابِي فِيمَا أَبْلَاهِ You'll be asked with regards to his youth and what he did with his youth. Because this is the part of our lives which Allah Azza wa wants us to dedicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because many people come to the realization of the reality of this dunya and the status of the religion in their old age. This is something natural. And people repent and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the part of our life which Allah Azza wa wants us to dedicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is our youth. And so Allah Azza wa will ask us with regards to our youth. The Prophet goes on and he says, وَأَنْ مِنْ أَيْنَ أَنْفَقَ That the person, the Abd of Allah Azza wa will be asked with regards to his wealth. مِنْ أَيْنَ From where he earned it. وَفِيمَا أَنْفَقَ And upon who did he spend this wealth? That we are going to be accountable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to the blessing of wealth. And finally, the Prophet ﷺ said, he'll be asked, that the Abd of Allah will be asked with regards to his knowledge and what he did with this knowledge. Alhamdulillahi wahdah wa salatu ala mala nabiya ba'dah wa ba'd Ibad Allah The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam exhorts us and he says Ittaqillah haythu ma kunt Wa atbi sayyata al-hasanata tamhuha Wa khalikin nasa bi khulukin hasanin Rawahu tirmidhi The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherever you may be And follow up an evil deed with a good deed For it will expiate it And interact with people in a goodly manner Ibadallah, wealth has many hukuk upon us. Wealth has many rights upon us which Allah Azza wa has made rights over the wealth which we possess. And the first and foremost of these obligations and rights, it is the haq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before the haq of the creation, before the rights of our wives and our children and our parents and our families, comes the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the foremost right with regards to wealth, it is haqqul zakat. That if you are from the ahlul zakat, that if you are from amongst those whom zakat is due upon, they mean you to learn about the rules and regulations of a zakat. For how many persons whom Allah Azza wa Jal has bestowed upon him, wealth, does not know the rights of a zakat. So if your money reaches the threshold, and that is the amount which you determine each and every single year according to the gold or silver standard. If your money reaches in the previous years about eight to nine thousand rand, your wealth is zakatable. If you possess that wealth for more than a year. So if you find yourself in this category, it becomes binding upon you to learn about the rules and regulations of a zakat. As for not giving this right of a zakat, then it is a great sin. And it leads to stinginess. It leads to bukhul. And firstly, stinginess with regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
not giving Allah Azza wa Jal his right with regards to wealth and this is the true bakhil. This is the individual who is truly stingy. That you'll find a person will spend and he will go into excess with regards to his life in this dunya. Drive the best of cars, live in the best of homes, wear the best of clothing, eat the best of food, but he does not give Allah Azza wa Jal his right with regards to az-zakah, then this person is truly the stingy one. Also not giving this due to those whom nafaka is due upon him. That sometimes we find a person is very, very generous with regards to his friends and with regards to his colleagues. But in his home we find that the wife and children are starving and that the child walks with broken shoes and the mother must strive to clothe the children and feed the children. If this is the reality of us, then we have not recognized the true reality and responsibility of wealth. So giving those whoever has a due upon us the right with regards to wealth, it is something which Allah Azza wa Jal has made wajib upon us. Another category of individuals who do not utilize their wealth in the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are those who waste their wealth and spend it in ways which is not praised in the sharia or it is praised customary or customarily. So we find that a person perhaps he has a wardrobe for his shoes only. This person has gone into excess. We find that a person travels to each and every single country, travels the world, but they've never ever been to the lands of Makkah and Medina. They know that this person does not utilize their wealth in the proper channel. And so this is not praise in the Sharia and this is not praise customarily. For Allah Azza wa Jal said, Inna al mubadhirina kanu ikhwana shayateen wa kana shaytanu li rabbi kafura. Allah Azza wa Jal said, Surely the wasteful are like the brothers of a shaytan. And indeed the shaytan is ever ungrateful to his Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibadullah, indeed wealth has distracted many people today from fulfilling their religious duties due to its accumulation and as a result of this their hearts have become hardened and money has become the goal and the means however <coughs> amongst the early Muslims the Muhajireen, the Ansar and the Tabi'een and those who follow them wealth was a means to achieve a higher purpose and that purpose was purification of the soul and detachment from worldly concerns and charity in various forms of righteousness. In our time, Ibadullah, wealth has become the means and the goal. And all means have been employed to accumulate it. Few have been spared from this trial except those whom Allah Azza wa has protected through righteousness and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Ibadullah, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to your wealth and give the wealth the due which Allah Azza wa Jal has made wajib upon you with regards to the wajibat, the obligations and the recommended channels of spending our wealth. وَهَذَا وَصَلُّوا رَحِمَكُمُ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ خَيْرِ الْبَرِيَّةِ وَأَزْكَ الْبَشَرِيَّةِ